With us today is my good friend Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and I enjoy talking to him every weekend because I love to look up at the sky and wonder what's really going on up there. Uh, Steve, tell us what's going on this week. Let's begin with the world of astronomy. Solar cycle 25 is heating up. That means more sunspots, more coronal mass ejections, more flares, and big sunspot groups dominate the sun right now. On November the 3rd, there was a large explosion off the sun, which is kind of common. And what happens is when a lot of those particles stream through the poles of the Earth, those are the weakest areas, we get to see these beautiful things called auroras. Many people around the world actually do trips up to Sweden, Norway, Greenland, and such. But what's interesting about this Usually auroras are green in color. Why? Because when these particles hit the atmosphere, they excite oxygen in the atmosphere. But now, how about this? We're finding out that they're penetrated deeper into the atmosphere, hitting nitrogen, which is a big component of the atmosphere, and they're turning pink. So people in the northern climes not only got to see beautiful green auroras like regular, but they're starting to see pink auroras. Why do I mention this? Because the solar cycle, John, is going to continue to heat up and solar cycle 25 is a lot more intense than people thought. I think that's interesting because uh, we have to be careful, not that we can do a lot about it, but just keep our eyes and watch the sun because all power comes from it, obviously. Yes, absolutely. Whoever our creator is, I think we have a special planet, Dr. Sky. Uh, yeah, we do. We have a special planet with oceans and, and life. Uh, and, uh, you know, I... Even when I talked to uh, 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 William Shatner, the fact that life, life is um, uh, plants uh, uh, and, and animals and, and sure. everything, and I don't necessarily see that in our exploration of, of uh, yeah. outer space. It's not obvious. Well, John, you know, that brings up the mystery of the week. And I know everybody, you know, I get the, you know, people tell me they enjoy that part of the show, too, with you. But here it is. Planets beyond the solar system are called exoplanets, meaning they're around other stars. But how about this? A star system called TRAPPIST-1. It's a small planetary group of seven planets, 39 light years away. But what makes this even more impacting to your statement about, you know, this Earth is a special place, is that there's seven little planets in what they call a habitable zone, meaning that life could exist there. Normally, we find planetary objects around powerful stars like the Sun and larger, How about this? These objects are around these little red dwarf stars, so astronomers are going to be searching more red dwarfs. So the point is, maybe life, if it does exist out there, is not around these big stars like the sun and bigger. The mystery is, how could life even be possible, or these little planetary objects that could thrive in life, in such a dimly lit area? So we are a very special place in the universe. Haven't found another Earth, right? We haven't seen one like this yet. No, we haven't. And and let's go back to the writings. And whether we were visited uh, by gods or what we perceived as gods or our creators, uh, what we perceived as our creators, don't, don't forget what the, the Bible said, that uh, uh, we were made in their own image. Yes, exactly. So our, our creator created us in his or, or, or it or her image. And... Yes. Uh, you know, God bless. I mean, um, somewhere out there, our creator probably exists. Absolutely, John. And it's so amazing because we're discovering more of these little planetary objects. And I'd be naive, like a lot of people out there would probably agree with me, like yourself. How could we be the only place in this vast universe where there's anything like life like we call it? 
So the you know the beat goes on. But you know here let's go back to space for a moment because John, so many people are concerned about or interested in the Artemis One moon rocket launch. Once again, we report to your audience and this radio show that the launch, maybe not NASA's fault at all, is now being postponed from the 14th of November to the 16th because of Tropical Storm Nicole. They want to make sure that everything is right. And on board the International Space Station, another of these amazing Northrop Grumman Cygnus resupply crafts has now moved up and you know resupplied the ISS because it has 8,000 pounds of material that supports life, food, all kinds of things, medicines, everything that they need up there. And this flight is called NG-18. It's named in honor of Sally Ride, the first American female astronaut to go to space. But the point is, we continue to move out into space. The Chinese are building their space station, maybe even larger in the future than ours. So obviously, as Stephen Hawking said, we really need to get off the planet Earth and explore the universe, obviously, for the reasons that we could go on forever. But space is like in our DNA, right? Exploration. So that's what we talk about, and we love it. My one concern that we have to solve is uh, the how the human body exists in outer space, uh, whether our DNA ha- is changing or, you know, we're attacked by uh, all kinds of rays, etc. Uh, even a long trip to Mars could hurt people. You're right, John. That's something in astrobiology, and it's something called human factors, and you're absolutely right. We could go on for a long litany of stories about that. They're trying to solve it, but some of the things that you have to be careful about are cosmic radiation in space. These long-duration space missions have a definite effect on the human body. But we close always, John, with the live sky and what people can actually see. And I know that many people out there got to see that total lunar eclipse. I know I sent you a picture. That was a pretty It was pretty beautiful, good. beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. And we won't have another one of those in the United States until March 14th of 2025. But what can people see? Get ready for a meteor shower on the 19th. We can talk about it next week called the Leonids. And obviously, fireball season continues. So if you're out there in the evening or early morning with patience, that's what you need, patience, you may see some space debris that lights up the sky. Lucky people who see them. So that's really what's happening this week, John, and lots of exciting things to come. I look forward to talking to you again, and God bless you, and have a great rest of the weekend. Thank you. Thank you, John. Appreciate your time.